0: This one goes out to my, to my
1: coolie. Yeah. Wool and duckin', heartless and mean. Muggin' at 16 on the scene, watch the beans buggin'. kicking up dust with the older jeans. soaking up the game
0: that was told to me. I ain't never tough to get, but I couldn't shoot. I learned not to touch a man from the prostitutes, were taught lessons. A young man ask a yeah,
1: yeah, bringing it back old school style. That's wild. We're getting wild over here live, back in action from the concession stand to the marching band. Welcome to the Power 32 podcast, brought to you by Anchor Radio and presented by the Sports Column. My name is Jason Fearman on Twitter at SportsProfit1. Always happy to get in some NFL discussions and debates, and that's what I'm about to do with my boy right here, my special guest, Mr. Ben Sutter, the founder and owner of BS3 Radio, which I have been a guest on doing a lot of fantasy. And, Ben, every time we do the show, we go into overtime because there's so many questions that people are asking on YouTube, and there's so much to discuss that we can go on all freaking night, man. The show is awesome. I love it.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. No problem. No problem. Thanks for having me on and always great talking with you. And, man, you got the great fantasy football knowledge. So that's, that's why I go to you, the expert. No, well,
1: I don't know. I I think I might (laughs) call you the expert on this one. You know, I mean, Hey, you're the one who runs the show. You're the quarterback over there, bro. And and you do it really, really well. Again, I I really do. I love your show. It's interactive. Again, you know, people just keep constantly asking questions. So, you know, they're watching and they're listening and you can imagine the amount that are just sitting there listening as well. So you're doing a great job. I love it. I love every time you have me come on. And uh, it's it's awesome, man. But other than that, how are you doing personally in the BS3 household? How are things going with you, bro?
0: Yeah, everything's going good. Um, just laying low for the most point, working from home, uh, trying not to go out as much. Uh, but, yeah, everything's good. No No complaints here. All right, man. All right. All right. Yeah, well, nobody likes to hear complaining, but
1: you know what? If you ever need to, you know you can call me, bro. I'm on your team. Always for and forever, man. You got it. So, I don't know if it was this or an end to a week weird yesterday, right, with the freaking game, the Steelers and, and Ravens playing at 340, moving the game to that weird time because of the tree lap It's a whole other weird story altogether. But, okay, just change the channel. I don't know. Forget <laughs> to do something. But, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. But, uh, yeah, the Steelers remained 11-0, and 0, but they got a scare. The Ravens are out there to play and, you know, credit their defense. But so many drop balls by the Steelers. And you heard Mike Tomlin after, or maybe you didn't. He, he was irate about every single spot on that team, from special teams to offense to defense. He was irate. They got the win. They stand undefeated. But it was, a you know, a really lackluster effort on their part. Maybe thinking they're going against a JV team, but that's not Mike Tomlin's mo. So I wonder why it was so close. Yeah,
0: I, I was surprised, especially with RG three being in there, especially without JK Dobbins, uh, especially without Mark Andrews. Um, I don't think they have Mark Ingram either. So I mean, there was a this this shouldn't have been as close. So yeah, I don't I don't I don't get why it was close at all. And I think I think to me, this more so means that the Steelers, even though they're undefeated, they're not really the best team in the league, even though they're undefeated, which it's weird to say that because they're, you know, 11 and oh, but it's true. Um, they, They can be beat. They just haven't been beaten yet.
1: Yeah, and you know what? On the flip side, there is something to say for, you know what? No matter what's going on, maybe we're having a crappy game, they still pull out the win, so you can go on either side of the coin. I I hear what you're saying also. It's like you can't come with these close games, you know, against the Cowboys and offense, you know, have games like that and, you know, slip up, you know, when they cream Jacksonville and, you know, they're like, hey, see, you know, they don't mess around. But this game, you know, maybe because, again, the division rival, you know, it's a little bit tougher them knowing each other and, Actually, RG three beat them last year in the last game of the season when Baltimore had everything wrapped up. You remember they were fourteen and right or thirteen and two at the time, and they played their you know their second string, and Pittsburgh had something to play for, and they and Baltimore beat them. So, you know, maybe it shouldn't be that surprising to us the fact that RG three went out there. He didn't play a great game, but still they kept it close. You know, yeah. and again, steel is eleven and zero, only the team, and.
0: Yeah. And, and it could, it yeah, could yeah. just be the timing of the game. I mean, it was just a really weird, the weirdest time I had to do a double take because I'm thinking, okay, this game yeah. can't be at 2.40 central time. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it was at 2.40 central time so on a, on a yeah. Wednesday.
1: So sick, man. Yeah, same for me, 340, and it threw me off. I thought it was either like Thursday night game or it was like a Saturday slipping. I had no idea what day of the week it was literally as I was watching the game. Like, oh, it's Sunday, you know. Like, no, it's really not, actually. <laughs> it's freaking <laughs> Wednesday night. Yeah, it totally threw me off. But, uh, yeah, like, again, Steelers end up winning the game, but they lose Bud Dupree. That's the second time they lost a big, big-time big linebacker, and that, that's going to hurt a little bit going down the stretch.
0: Yeah, definitely. It is. I mean, you're going to need those players down the stretch. You're going to need your your defense. I mean, most importantly, we know, the the truth is that defense wins championships. And, you know, you're going to have you're going to need all of your weapons on defense to be able to make a real run. So, yeah, that's a huge, huge blow for them.
1: Without a doubt. And that's their bread and butter defense. We know they're playing well offensively, but. If they're not playing, you know, the great defense that they play in and out every every single game, there's no way they're undefeated, obviously. There's not a shot. Right. So there you go. You said it right there. So can't afford to lose any more, guys. If they lost TJ Watt, then they're in really big trouble. But yeah, guys have stepped up and played well, so we'll we'll see what happens. But a couple of games I wanted to talk to you about last week. I know last week seems like already like a month ago, but the Seahawks and Eagles I just wanted to bring up that game, not necessarily because of the game itself. I mean, we all knew Seattle was going to win. I mean, the score was twenty three seventeen. It really wasn't that close. But the bottom line is, is, is Wentz done? And why did Jalen Hurts come in for two plays? And that's going to lead me to another question later. I just, I didn't understand that whole thing. But overall, is Wentz just not good for Philly anymore? Or is he just not? Is he just not good?
0: I, I don't know. that. That's probably the biggest, biggest conundrum um, of this entire season is because Wentz was an MVP caliber quarterback, what, two years ago. And now it's almost like he's forgotten how to play quarterback. And in and, and this game, you know, I was not expecting him to, to win it at all, but it's like the mistakes. It's the mistakes and it's the timing in the game when the mistakes happen, when you're in the red zone or – when you're driving, or when you're when you're trying to to get a touchdown and trying to change the momentum, it's like that at that moment. That's when mistakes happen. So I think I'm, I'm not going to say he's done in Philly because they just signed him to like a massive contract, but I am going to say this year seem is seeming to be um, a wash, and it is seeming to like I don't know where you go from here. Um, I think that Jalen hurts you know, drafting was was bizarre just because they, they believe in Wentz. But bringing him in in a couple plays, uh, to me, I think they're, they're trying to figure out how to use him. Um, and at this point, you know, I, I've, I'm, I'm a Cowboys fan, so I've been saying just give Jalen Hurts the opportunity for the rest of the year. Like, they, 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 <laughs> they don't seem, like, hungry enough to win this horrible division. And I've said it so many times: if the Eagles can't win this division, like what are you, what are you doing? Because there's all these other teams aren't up to snuff, and none of these other teams should even be in the driver's seat of winning it. So when when they, when Dak went down, I was thinking, oh, the Eagles are just going to run away with it, and they're not running away with it. They're just they're just waddling in the in the in the in the dirt with the with the rest of the slop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what's going on. You're right.
1: You're right. And it is a whole bunch of slot, the whole team. I mean, the offensive line is horrendous for the Eagles. So I'm i am with you. I think Carson Wentz, you know, still a good quarterback and still could be in Philly, but they don't have the team around him like they did two, three years ago. And it's showing. And also, I think, you know, he's still a young guy for the most part. And I think a lot of this stuff now is in his head. I don't have great teammates around me. I don't know if I could trust the coaching staff with the plays are now. He's at fourth also because when you watch, he's making some terrible throws like another guy that we're going to bring up kind of soon. I'll just say it already. Tom freaking Brady. Uh, Some of these throws I don't understand that are coming out of Wentz's hand. But I would like to see Jalen Hurts. And, you know, look, they drafted him to be like a Taysom Hill kind of guy. But that's clearly not. I mean, he's that style, but he's not that big guy who's going to be doing those sort of things. So it's either he plays quarterback or he's a backup, you know, to me. But. He's got to be given a shot at some point, I think. Yeah. And, um, yeah, again, a lot of with Wentz, I think it's a lot of it is also mental. Am I going to get hurt again? You know, I have these offensive linemen around me. I'm getting sacked eight times a game. So I can understand where he's coming from. But, again, he's making some really, really terrible passes. So the Eagles are not going to win this division the way that they're playing. I don't even think they'll be favored a game another, throughout the
0: season. Yeah, yeah. And I think with – with Wentz, kind of to what you're saying, um, if there is, I think, a fear there. There is a, you know, there was at one point in time when teammates were calling him out or he was calling out other teammates. I mean, it's like a, it's just one of those like toxic uh, situations that you can't, you just can't seem to thrive in it. In the O-line, not having the the wide receivers, which, I mean, he, he's found Fogum has been one of his favorite targets. You know, people that are that are fantasy football players, they know about uh, Fogham, but like, yeah, he, he hasn't had that, that that team around him when they were successful. And it's just kind of been a, a trickle-down effect.
1: Yeah, that's really what happened. I mean, look, a couple of years in a row, basically. I mean, that MVP season in 2017 and then 2018 rolls along and he's having another good year. But then he goes out and Foles comes in and then he, he's all of a sudden the champion of Philadelphia because he won the Super Bowl and then the year after – He once again gets hurt. Carson Wentz in Philadelphia is this close to going back to the Super Bowl again. So that's another thing that's in the city. Even though Foles is out of there, there are fans that still want Foles to be their quarterback because that's the only place he played well is Philly. But, you know, again, let's get real and and see what happens. So I I would like to see more Jalen Hurts in that situation. Uh, Let's get to another game, bro. Titans-Colts, they split this year. The Colts beat him up the first time um, and took Derrick Henry out of the game this time. The Titans just took the Colts out of the game completely. And really my question to you is at the end of the day, I know they split and right now the Titans have a one-game better lead. And, um, you know, the other teams in the division, you know, forget about it, Jacksonville and Houston, even though I think Houston is getting better, but obviously they're not going to make the playoffs. Who do you trust more, the Colts or the Titans, trying not to base it off of just what we saw, even though that has to play a part in it, but who would you trust more to take this division at the end of the season?
0: I would say Titans. Um, and I think because there's, there's least mistakes. Um, and then also you look at Phillip Rivers. He, he's a, he's an older quarterback. He's always been one of those guys that's been able to sling the ball around um, high, you know, high percentage, you know, yardage and, and all of that. But the main factor is the Titans have Derrick Henry and that alone to me gives them uh, an upside because every single game he's just physically manhandling other teams, no matter what defenses, uh, no matter what. So I think uh, I would go with the Titans. I'm not the biggest Tannehill fan, but he, he hasn't been making major mistakes. And that's what, you know, what it's going to kind of come down to. And I don't trust Philip Rivers at this point in time in his career. As you're getting older, as you mentioned, Tom Brady, uh, Drew, Drew Brees. All of these quarterbacks are starting to show their age, and as this season goes further and further along, yeah, I can't, uh, I can't lean in with the Colts. And I think also that, that I, I like the defense, and I think the defense is great. But I think their running game too is is um, it's like the running back by committee, but all of them are just kind of average. I mean, one of them hasn't really stood out, you know, among the pack. So. Uh, I would, I would have to go with Titans. I would give them the the edge. I, you know what, and I,
1: and I don't blame you, especially coming off that game. And they have been playing better when they had that three game slide, which was a mess. But now themselves at what eight and three, I believe it is, is their record. I'll check real quick. But Titans, um, not- yeah, okay. So I, I have to agree with you. I I picked the Colts at the beginning of the season to win the division. Now I'm not going to completely write them off, but right now I'd have to say the Titans are the better team. And the reason why, well, not the reason, but one of the reasons why Derrick Henry was able to run all over them uh, last week is because the Forrest Buckner was out along with a couple other linemen, so the Titans took advantage of it. And good for them. you know. And Tannehill can get the job done. He's not great. He's not going to shine. But you know what? They were in the AFC Championship last year, and they were winning the game. So right. people forget that really quickly that Tennessee was in the AFC Championship game. So, yeah, if they can get their stuff together and they got a good coach, then – uh, yeah, not only can they win the division, that they can make some noise in the playoffs quite possibly. So I'm going to have to agree with you for now on that one, even though I said Colts in the beginning. Uh, I want to talk about my team real quick. The Niners won. They beat the Rams. They swept them. We got their number, and I know that's a thing in the division. Sometimes that just happens. We beat them, I think, four games in a row now. It was 23-20. More of the question is, does that worry you about the Rams, or do you see the Niners getting better? And let me tell you what I see real quick. It's Nick Mullins will have a good game he- here and then he will have a bad game there. A good game here and a bad game there. So when he has a bad game, they obviously lose because we've had, you know, a lot of problems on offense. Obviously, everybody's hurt, including the defense. But now that Debo is back and Raheem Moster getting back into the lineup, you know, maybe at five and six, who knows, maybe they could make a run. But with the Rams losing that game is a game where they should have won me if I was an LA
0: fan yeah definitely and I think it's part of both I haven't trusted the Rams this year there's games that they should have won uh games that they should have lost that they did win I mean it's it's uh it's a little bit of a mix up here and I think the the defense obviously is strong but the offense is is, is, doesn't seem to be as consistent but I do think uh getting Mozart back was huge um. Also, getting back Debo Samuel, and I think Mullins can make some plays. So I'm agreeing with you 100. It's it's you know one day on and one day off. Yeah. But when it when it comes down to it, uh, they're gonna need him. They're gonna need Mullins uh, down 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 the stretch for sure. And I and so it's for me, it's both. I don't trust the Rams. I think the Rams are uh, inconsistent, and uh, their record basically says it. But uh, this division is is fully up for grabs, and the Forty ers they have a they have a shot.
1: I know, surprisingly, they do. I mean, you know, the Seahawks are eight and three, so you know they may win the division most likely. But the Forty Nineers, watch out! You know, what, what if they go on a crazy streak and go whatever it may be, or nine and seven gets you in and they win with percentage points? You know, who knows what can happen? So it certainly is possible, and. The Rams, yeah, you can. You got to win those games, otherwise, you're not going to be counted among the big boys. And speaking of boys, <laughs> your Cowboys—they look like boys, man. I mean, but uh, it's it, it's it's also not fair. It, the offensive line isn't what it is. It's Andy Dalton back there. It's not Dak Prescott, who clearly is. What he's worth, and maybe even a little bit more, based on what we've seen. I mean, it, it, it's just obvious. He's affected Ezekiel Elliott's game tremendously. Zeke is just gone, in my opinion. That fumble that he had, uh, you know, earlier in the game, I feel like he just threw the ball back. Like I don't want this freaking like a hot potato.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know?
1: it's sad. It, it, was, it was strange, strange fumble. So, I think the wind is just knocked out of that whole entire organization, or at least the locker room, right now. And what are your feelings on that?
0: Yeah, it, it's uh, it's tough to watch. Um, there's there's not a lot of positive things. I mean, there, there's positive players on the offensive side, but, uh, yes, the O-line is is patched together. No Tyron Smith. Uh, Zach Martin went out. Um, they, they've been having a carousel at center. All, all of that has been a major issue, and the defense has just uh, not been good. They've been below average. Um, and and that is a huge factor. And this is in a game where uh, Jalen Smith had an interception, almost had a at a pick six, um, and they end up having to kick a field goal with the with the ball on the one. So right. it's it's just it's tough to watch. And I think to add insult to injury, you have the special teams that are trying to be creative. Now I grant I, I grant the. Oof. Special teams coach for trying to be creative, but at some point, doing a fake punt is not our forte. I don't even think we have the the capabilities of doing that, and we haven't been successful at all with it the entire year. So that just like piled on the issue, and I think Zeke is, uh, yeah, Zeke is is a non-factor this year. Now I think he's still ten, probably top ten or so in in rushing yards, but. This is not. This is not what we normally see from him, and he's fumbled the ball so many times. It's it's more than what he's fumbled in in his entire career. Well, that's probably college, yeah. like including. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's. This is a this is a down year. When Dak went down, I'm like, okay, I, I'm just not going to count this year. And I think, a lot of things have been piled on. Uh, obviously, COVID, bringing in a new coach, bringing in all new coordinators except Kellen Moore and it it has not equated to any type of success, and we're kind of in that situation when we drafted Zeke. We're going to have a top five pick more than likely, so now it just depends on, you know, what do we do going forward, because this is not one of those, oh, the Cowboys can somehow win this division. It's just not going to happen this year. Yeah, I agree, man. I
1: just don't think it's going to happen this year either. I feel like you know, it, it, it's a shame about Daniel Jones, if you're a Giants fan, because I think that they were ascending with their defense, especially. And now you look at Washington and yeah, they can scare you a little bit, especially with that defensive line. Oh. I mean, they've already taken out one quarterback this year, right? right. I mean, and, you know, and that's going to lead us into a little, uh, you know, rookie of the year talk later on about that, because because of that defensive line and one Chase Young doing his thing. So uh yeah, that was that was hard to watch along with the other Thanksgiving game I don't even want to mention you know, <laughs> Houston and Detroit. Yeah, no. Uh God, yeah, we could just pass by that one. The the last one I want to talk about as far as uh, week twelve is the Chiefs and the Bucks where you know the Chiefs just ran out, to, you know, to like a twenty seven to three score and basically took a nap until the you know, the Bucks What you know scored got up to 24 points and then they said all right Patrick come in and let's just win this game and that's exactly what they did throwing the ball they didn't have to run it every time they just trust Mahomes to do everything and why not he can do everything it seems like he's never disappointed almost I I, I don't, I don't I, I've never seen him make a bad play I don't think of my life it's crazy so I, I you know the, again a weird game they just jumped out as so, well this game is over and then all of a sudden the Bucks got 24 points but Yep, the Chiefs did what they did at the end, and again, going back to Brady, look, it's a combination of a lot of things, you know, we've mentioned it, between Bruce Arian's ego is what it is, and Tom Brady's saying, look, I've been to nine Super Bowls and I won six, don't you think I know what to do? And the fact, Ben, he's 43 years old, he's not, you can't ask him to throw the ball down the field 50 yards, 8, 10, 12 times a game, it's ridiculous, so if they would just come to grips with the fact that they have Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, you got Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones, you got all these guys out there, even Cameron Brate, Ron Gronkowski, how could you not put up 50 points a game? It doesn't make any sense. The only thing that makes sense to me, honestly, is that Bruce Arians' ego is standing in the way. Otherwise, the Bucs could be a top team in this game.
0: Yeah, and I think, I honestly believe the Chiefs sometimes just play with teams. They they just play around, and it's like the Warriors almost, you know, it, it, basketball fans. The Warriors doing that what seventy three and nine season? They would just like play around for the yep. second and third quarter. They would just play around. In the fourth quarter, they would be like, "Oh okay, let's let's take it serious and let's you know let's uh, let's do this." But I think um, the the Chiefs are just the one of those teams that they they have so many weapons that it does not matter at any point in time in the game, they could still win. And I think when it comes to the Bucks, um, you know, there was a lot of hopes with Tom Brady coming over there. Uh, but Tom Brady in age does not mix. Any quarterback, any player in age does not mix. And when you get up to this, this age that he's at, he's going to have some great games and he's going to have some awful games, which he's had one that was horrible. Um, but I, I did. I was not. You know, the matchup was the quarterback versus the quarterback. But at the end of the day, I had the Chiefs winning the game, regardless, just because they they have so many weapons. And um and I think yeah. um, you know, when it when it comes down to it, uh, Bruce Bruce Arians, I think he's a he's a great coach, and I, I love the kind of the coaching staff that they have. But the chemistry is not there. You know, we've seen that throughout every every almost every game this year. Uh, They just Tom Brady has not been able to work. I think with these guys, probably as much as he's wanted, it shows uh, there's plenty of times where, you know, Tom Brady's throwing the ball in one direction and, and, uh, you know, Mike Evans is going the opposite direction or he's not, he's not running the full route. So it's, it's, uh, there was a lot of high hopes. And and yeah, the fact that they have Gronk and uh, Gronk's not really being utilized as much as he should. And especially, you know, if you if people play fantasy, if you have Gronk, you're expecting him to be a red zone target and he hasn't really been that. Now the, the positive thing is Ronald Jones, though. Ronald Jones is definitely the the real deal, and that's on the team with Leonard Fournette there and uh Shady McCoy there. So that that's that's probably right. the biggest positive uh for the Bucks this year. Yeah,
1: yeah. Again, they had all these players. You know, it, it just sometimes it reminds me, and they're just like throwing players together like the Lakers did when they got Carmelo and Gary right. Payton and the Pistons in the finals. You know, it's like you can't <laughs> just do that. It's not going to work out that way. you got to come together as a team. And yeah, of course, you can definitely put COVID in there. They didn't have training camp, but time to get together and really work it out. But again, you would think a 43 year old quarterback who's been to nine Super Bowls and Bruce Arians, who is a great head coach, I totally agree with you. It's just that Lego my ego, bro. I'm, yeah. Yeah, he's got he's to get rid of that. And, you know, don't you want to win? I mean, I would think he would want to win. And if winning the best way is throwing eight to ten-yard passes, then by God, go do it. And then you can hit him up at the play action later with Ronald Jones. So, yeah, they're not playing right. They're seven and five, so it's not like they're out of it at all. You know, they're still in good shape. But they're going to need to play way better down the stretch. And the Saints dominated them yeah. this year. So that is a problem. You know, all right. So I wanted to go over a few of those games with you. Um, yeah, and you said lavy you know, even Le'Veon Bell, by the way, is making noise for them right now with the Chiefs. And what Tyree killed did, did the other day was oh I've mean, you know I haven't seen anything like that
0: in a while. He, that that was crazy. he. He's probably the fastest player ever. Like I, I and that that could ever. be a stretch because you know Daryl Green, if you go back to the old uh, Redskins days and and uh, Deion right. Sanders, but. Like he is so like lightning fast that it's 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 almost impossible to catch him when he when he's going he's he's gone literally.
1: Yeah, it really and he has so much separation that you know Mahomes can float it up there for fifty sixty yards or however long he's going to throw the ball and it's going to come right down in Tyree Hill's hands because he's going to run right after he is so fast and so quick. I mean he stops on a dime. One of his touchdowns. Where he was at about the five yard line in the corner, but the safety came in to try to tackle him. He's like, "Yeah, right." He, like, took <laughs> yeah, good back. luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're gonna tackle me, dude. Just, just like casually moved out of the way. He's like, and then walking to the end zone and did a backflip. I mean, come yeah. on, dude. Unbelievable. Unreal. So yeah, that guy is. I, I when they say the best wide receivers in the game, if they don't include his name anymore, I, I'm gonna go crazy. Don't put him in his own category. He's a wide receiver and he does more than that. So big ups to him. He's. I mean, one, two, three, wherever you want to put him, he's incredible. Yeah. So, but the the question I wanted to go to. It's actually I got two of them and they're in the same category. I was talking to you off air a little bit about um, what Nikki and I had done on Third and Three podcast last night talking about switching up quarterbacks and putting them on different teams and how you think it would work out. I got two that I want to ask you. One is a guy that we were talking about before, Carson Wentz, whose career is not over. It's just got to be revitalized. So we were also talking about Phillip Rivers. He's probably not going to be there next year. If, if there was a way to get Carson Wentz on that team with that brick wall of an offensive line, and maybe, you know, a little bit better help at running back. I don't know if Jonathan Taylor is going to come along or whatever it is, but do you think that Carson Wentz would thrive in that offense with Frank Reich?
0: I think he would. Uh, I definitely think he would. And I think that that's really what he needs is time. Uh, And when he, when he has time, you, we've seen what he's been able to do, especially when he, and also when he's had, you know, a healthy, healthy wide receiver. So, Actually, yeah, I think he, I think he would thrive. And then Frank Wright was was his QB coach in uh, in Philly, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. I mean there that that relationship obviously would, and that was during the time that he was flourishing. So yeah, I think that would actually be pretty pretty uh, interesting to see. Yeah, I do.
1: You know, again. It, 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 a great defense. I don't know if I would call them great, but they're very, very good. There's no doubt when you put up, you know, somebody's putting up 45 points against you, it's hard to say you're great, but definitely pretty good defense. And, yeah, I think that he would make a world of difference over there. And, look, Phillip Rivers is a statue. And then you get Carson Wentz who can move around, create other plays, and, Again, not have to worry so much about getting sacked, you know on every other place, so I'm with you, I think that would really be great if it's I don't know if it's ever gonna happen, but if it did anytime soon, I like that for the long term. I got one more for you sure. now this one's more like this one's more like Super Bowl caliber type of thing. Now we're talking about a team in the Titans that went to the aFC championship last year. We spoke about it. They have a you know very good defense themselves. One of the best running games in the league. Obviously, they're tough. You know, their head coach is tough, but Ryan Tannehill is not going to be the guy if you need him. If you put Deshaun Watson on that team as their quarterback, is that a Super Bowl team?
0: Yes. Wow. Yeah. It, I was yeah. wondering what name you were going to say, but yes, that one. Yeah, that, that, would, that would that would be great. I mean that that would be that would be one of those unstoppable offenses. You could probably compare that to. The Chiefs with Mahomes and uh, you know Edward Solaire and Le'Veon Bell like that would just be uh, monstrous. And then like the pressure would not have to uh, a lot of it wouldn't have to be on Derrick Henry and that would take some off of him. And then you have Deshaun Watson who who could run himself. I mean that's that's a two headed yep. that's a two headed monster in the running game. Um, and then not both of them are running backs. I mean, that that would be crazy. I think it'd be crazy also. I mean, this would have complete nightmares
1: because you have a guy in Watson, like you said, who can use his feet, but he's also a hell of a freaking passer. True. And then you got Derek Henry. Like, so who do you prepare for? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, Wow. I, that would be unreal. I don't know if Watson can get out of that deal and get out of Houston, but Tennessee would be a beautiful fit for him. I really think so. He can, pl- he can play in any weather. I don't care that it's outside. That guy's a ball yeah. player, man. He's one of the best quarterbacks. Yeah, definitely. With no doubt. One of the best. All right. We are rocking and rolling over. here, having a great time on the 3rd and 3 podcast. We got more action for you coming up. We got our Week 13 big games that we're going to look at. We're going to look at our top 10 teams, our top 10 quarterbacks. It's going to be a lot of fun. So we're going to stay on with you here before we go to a commercial break and look at those week 13 games. The first one I wanted to go over with you is the Browns, which I keep patting myself on the back. As I said that they're going to be in the playoffs this year and they're eight and three, but they play the Titans this week. I think that's a loss right there. And to go deeper into it, Ben, uh, I was asked yesterday by Nikki, you know, if the Browns make the playoffs, which I believe they will at this point, I'm sure they're going to win two more games and get to 10. So consider them in. But I think they're a one and done team the way that they play. Yeah, they run the hell out of the ball. They play pretty good defense. But when you're in the playoffs, you need a guy like OBJ there. And now they don't have him. Jarvis Landry's very good. Austin Hooper can play. But you need that ultimate playmaker also. Because if teams are going to prepare for the run all day, then they're going to be screwed. So, number one, do you think that the Browns have a shot at the Titans? And number two, with the Browns probably going to be in the playoffs, are they most likely, you know, the first team
0: out? Yeah, so the the answer to the first question, um, I do have – I pick the Titans winning. Uh, I just can't pick um, against them because I, I think they, they, they've shown that they can be successful, um, and I don't think anybody on that defense – the Browns' defense, I, I'm, I'm saying, can stop uh, Derrick Henry. But it does depend on Baker Mayfield. And Baker Mayfield is, uh, can be up and down, uh, can be a little rocky sometimes. Um, but I do think that uh, the Browns' running game is going to make it interesting. So I think it's going to be a back and forth. I don't think it's going to be a complete, you know, blowout win. Uh, but I, I got the Titans winning in a close one. And then the, the second question, um, I do think they're, they're going to be one and done. I think the they're probably like Super Bowl for right now, is, it's just making it to the playoffs, which I think, yeah, you're right. I think they're definitely going to do that. But I do see them as being one and done because that division is um, is pretty tough. The division and, and that conference is tough. So I don't think they they match up well with all the other teams. I
1: I agree with you, especially for now. Now, if they can beat the Titans in Tennessee, I'm going to look at them even that much more different and say, OK, wow, we got a real football team here because this is their first real contest that they can possibly win because every big team has beat them so far, whether it's Baltimore or Pittsburgh and whatnot. So this is a big test for the Browns. So we'll see what happens with them. Um But, yeah, they can run the hell out of the ball. There's no doubt this is going to be a running game. The game might be over in an hour and a half with with the way it's going to go. I think just talking about a lot of ground game in this one. But, um, yep, we will see. We will see. Browns could be one and done. And we know that they're going to play one of the division winners. So, Pittsburgh, no. The Bills, no. Uh, Tennessee, well, we'll see this week. And then Kansas City. Of course not. Uh, Of course not. (laughs) So you know, yeah, we're we're looking we're looking at a most likely one and done over here, unless they maybe get the AFC South champion, but we'll see. All right, next game, Rams at Cardinals. So the Rams just lost to the Niners, like we talked about. The Cardinals kind of not looking great at the moment. I mean, yeah, they're still obviously way in it at six and five, but they need to win this game. They can't go five hundred right now, so that's a big deal for them in this game. And the Rams, you know, kind of in the same boat. Um having a better record at, uh, what is it? I'm sorry, seven and four. So, you know, they're a game ahead of them. So if the Rams win this one, they pull away along with the Seahawks who are probably going to beat the Giants and that's going to leave Arizona behind. So this is like a must win game for them, man.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it really is. And I, I really, I really like Kyler Murray. I think he's one of the, one of the nice up and coming um, quarterbacks and he's got the weapon with with, uh, with D-Hop um, but I think in in this game, I'm gonna have to actually go with the Rams. I think the defense is gonna be huge. Um, obviously, we know the the players that they have on defense: um, Aaron Donald, you know Ramsey, uh, the other the other names that they have. And I think the Rams are gonna gonna pull it out. Even though I, I said, mentioned earlier, I don't really trust them, which I still uh, don't. But I think um, the the Cardinals are kind of going through. Through a rough patch right now, and it's it's not really going to get yeah. easier when it comes down to these type of division games. Absolutely, I, I I do agree with you. When you know Nikki
1: and Damian and I, we all do our picks. Obviously, Damian was Damian was there uh, last night, but yeah, Nikki went ahead with uh, with Arizona, and I like the Rams also. I picked the Rams too in this game. I think that they're a, a really good matchup for them. And uh, just just right now, I have to ask you really quick. I love Kyler Murray also. I think he's fantastic. And he can play for pretty much any team. He's awesome. Um, I think he's definitely fit for warm weather in a dome. But besides that, Josh Allen up in Northeast, you know, for the Bills, he's a lot taller. He's very athletic. I'm not comparing the two necessarily. But do you think that the Cardinals would be better with Josh Allen?
0: Mm, That's, that's, that's a really good question. Uh, I don't, I don't necessarily think there would be any better. Um, I think it would probably okay. be, I think it would probably be about equal um, because I, I think that the, they both have the ability really to scramble and to be able to run you Now Josh Allen, like you said, is bigger. So if he needs to run over somebody, you know, he can uh, Kyle Murray is probably going to slide, but I, I think it would probably be about, about equal.
1: Yeah, I, you know what? That's the answer I got from a couple of people. It's pretty much equal. In that they didn't lean one way or the other. It was yeah, more like right down the line. So I don't know. I just think um, maybe it would be maybe he'd be a better fit over there with them because he's got you know, look, like Kyler Murray is great on too. Josh Allen. Also has a tremendous arm, and he's got help, of course, with Diggs and John Brown on the other side. I don't know. I just wonder all those receivers over there who would be a better fit. But Kyler Murray is obviously ascending. He wasn't the MVP talk. I know he's falling out of it now, but okay. Yeah. Let's do uh, one – well, let's get a couple more in here, actually. Let's do a Tuesday night game and a Monday night game. Since Monday comes before Tuesday, we'll do that. Bills at 49ers. We were just talking about the Bills. they got to go on the road to play Arizona in – against the 49ers because the Niners have to play in Arizona due to um, restrictions around the area in Santa Clara. They can't have any sporting activities or anything like that. So the 49ers are playing home games in Arizona for a couple of weeks uh, over the next three weeks. So they got the Bills coming in. The Bills already played in that stadium. They're a tough team. Obviously, they want to separate from Miami. And the 49ers are trying to stay in this one. It's a tough one, man. What do you think about
0: that game? It's definitely going to be a tough one uh for the 49ers. Um and like we mentioned earlier, I think getting Mozart back they're definitely going to heavily depend on that. But I think the Bills defense is going to is going to come out on top and then like you like you mentioned Josh Allen with the weapons. I mean, if you try to stop Diggs, they got Beasley in the slot. If you try to stop Beasley, uh they got Brown. If if Brown's healthy, I know he's been a little rocky uh you know a lot of the year, but you know, the the Bills, uh, I think they're going to come out on top, sorry to say it, with your uh, with your 49ers, but it's, it's. Uh, <laughs> I think the Bills got all the pieces, and, and on paper, this looks like a win for them, uh, you know, coming up this week.
1: Yeah, it might be, and it's going to be without Sean Brown, if that does happen. Yeah, he's not active. Yeah. I just looked it up. I wanted to double check, so. Yeah, they've been getting the job done even still without him, but they do lack a running game, so maybe the 49ers play a little bit more dime in the game. I don't know. You know, they got Richard Sherman back. They're playing a little bit better in the secondary. I thought that maybe they can pull this one out, you know, by within a field goal. It is possible. But, um, yeah, again, the Bills, if they want to separate themselves from the Dolphins especially, because the Dolphins keep winning and winning, they're going to have to win this game on Monday Night Football. So we'll see what happens. To be a close one, a good one, and defensively, also, yeah, we'll see what happens. Turnovers may be the answer in that game, and that sometimes is the answer with your Cowboys and the Ravens. Well, they're True. playing Tuesday night football as the NFL keeps extending their schedule and doing what they have to do, and we can rant and rave about that, but we'll rant and rave about the Ravens and the Cowboys right now. So the Ravens are not. Playing well, even though they did a pretty good job, uh, you know, Thursday, excuse me, Wednesday against Pittsburgh. And the Cowboys are playing better at times. You know, they're, they're another team that's like, oh, wow, they played a really good game against Pittsburgh, but now Andy Dalton's back in the fold. Do you really want him in there? I mean, do you see a shot in this game against the Ravens who have not been playing great? There may be no Lamar Jackson, so that can help, um, as far as the game is concerned, but the Cowboys overall is there a way that they go into this game and it's going to be hard to throw because they got a good secondary unless Ezekiel Elliott is able to run the ball really well it's going to be tough to win bro
0: yeah it's going to be really tough I mean there's there's a small percentage chance I mean I would give it 25 percent uh just because you know when when the momentum is going the wrong direction and and it continues to go week after week after week. It it is so hard to to flip that switch, um, knowing that you have a backup quarterback. Who's I mean Andy Dalton's not horrible. He had great years with the Bengals. Um, you have Zeke, and and the defense just is mind boggling to me. I don't I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it at all. <laughs> and I think. Um, yeah, it's just been one of those years where you just are ready for it to be over with. And I think even with Lamar Jackson not playing, traditionally, if we were run back when uh, when RG three was with the 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 Redskins at that time, I mean, they would come in and torch us and they were he was getting the ball to that's when they had um Djax, Djax was getting the ball, you know, deep balls and, and things of that nature. But I think it's gonna be a hard game to win. And the Ravens, the Ravens are, are clearly a better team. So the Cowboys are, are going to have to play beyond their potential. They're they're going to have to almost play a perfect game, just because they're already behind the eight ball with everything that's that's been happening with the team.
1: Yeah, you it, look, you cut you. Kind of right with that, and I give him a chance in this game if they can go in there motivated and you know, really, you know, see if anybody can make Amari Cooper smile. I've never seen that happen before, that would be nice, <laughs> that would be nice, yeah, right? I don't even, I don't even know if he has teeth <laughs> But when he um, man,
0: when, that, Dak, when Dak was there, he was smiling a lot, but now he's he's yeah, he's yeah. down, he's like a uh, droopy uh, dog.
1: Yep, he really is, man. That's the way I feel about Zeke. I feel like he's given up, but that's you know someone, you know what that's up to coaching also. Let Mike McCarthy come in there and rally him somehow. You know, like be like, "All oh, right, if we win this game, I'll give you each a hundred thousand dollars. You can afford it, you know, go buy him a car or something like that." So, I, I don't know. You got something to, something to motivate you? There's something, right? Right. Oh, I'm with you, Ben. Guys, this is Power Thirty Two Podcast. We're with Ben Sutter, the captain, the man of BS Three Radio. We're gonna find out. You're gonna find out where to catch him. I know where to catch him. This man is the best over here. We're gonna give you one commercial break today. We're doing it special for you going long term. So we got a sixty minute uh, sixty minute listen to I me. Mean, we got a sixty second break and we're coming right back at you. We got the Power Thirty Two podcast with Big Ben in the house. See you in about sixty. Better, and my rent is moving out the stone. Young bunny, sticking at me, young rappers sticking at me. My nigger big predicted this shit exactly. More money, more products, gotta more carefully. because stag
0: is ape when you get their money like athletes. Youngest ice filling
1: me. Oh, you're not you're feeling it fine. fine. That's Jay Z right there. Obviously, you know what's up. If you don't know, then get out of this house right now because Jay Z is one of the masters, baby. Back on Power Thirty Two podcast with my man Ben Sudduth. What's up, baby? We're
0: doing good. Yeah, doing good, doing good. Got me back in a, in a vibe right now with that with that Jay Z.
1: Oh yeah, man. I know. I like, I wish I could play some of this music just all show long, but I think I get thrown off and just start dancing and you know getting getting down, man. That might <laughs> be it. So <laughs> the show could end right there. So we'll we'll keep it going with the way we're doing it. And again, this is Power Thirty Two podcast. Ben Sudduth with me. And because it is power 32, we're going to do some power rankings right now. We're going to do top 10 teams and top 10 quarterbacks. And we got some more surprises for you after that. Ben, what do you think? Should we go top 10 teams or quarterbacks first? Uh, Let's go uh, teams first. All right, teams. Here we go. Here we go. All right. I know that everybody's is different. And actually, I did find the latest power rankings. I want to go through it real quick, just from one to 10. Um, on NFL Network, they got the Chiefs at one. They got the Steelers at two. Number three is the Saints. Packers at four. We got the Seahawks at five. The Titans at six. Oh, they jumped in there. Buffalo at seven. The Rams at eight. Okay, they kind of see the Rams that we do. You know, mm-hmm. like you know, they want interesting. They still got the Bucks at nine. Okay, and at ten are the Colts. So. They left the Colts in there at 7-4 and four either, even after taking a beating. So that's what the NFL Network had. Let's see what we got over here. Ben, you are the guest. You are the man. I would love it if you went first. If you want to give maybe your 10 through 5, and then I'll give my 10 through 5. Okay. And then we'll go back from 5 to 1. We'll do it that way. Okay. So kick it off, bro. What do you got?
0: Yeah, sure, sure. So um, my number 10, which when I was kind of looking at these, I was looking at – kind of grouping them in records so which ones out of the you know the records that I felt were were the best um my number 10 I'm gonna go with the Rams I think uh, at seven and four the Rams are still a legit team the defense alone gives you that um their their offense when they is hit or miss but I think they're still a top 10 team uh because of the record alone and because they still have you know the possibility to to make some noise so I would go uh, Rams at ten. Then I would go Dolphins at nine. Uh, the Dolphins have like hit this next gear. The defense is playing better. Special teams is playing better. Um, Tua coming in just is almost like giving them some some uh, youth. Um, even though a lot of people were didn't under, didn't like you know Fitzpatrick getting uh, put out, but I think it's just been kind of like a fountain of youth and some excitement there. So uh, I'm, high, I'm high on the Dolphins, especially with Tua. Uh, number eight, I would go with the Browns. Uh, eight and three. I think you've got to put them in uh, the top 10 based on the way that they've been playing. Now, if they start losing more games, obviously that could change. Number seven, I'm going to go with the Bills. Uh, I think the Bills are a legit team. They've shown it uh, this year, winning some big games, um, and they've they've got the weapons. Um, I will go six with the uh, the Seahawks uh, in Russ We Trust. Uh, Also, they're getting um, they're getting the wide receiver uh, Josh Gordon, so hopefully, see what that does for them. You know, going forward, but they've been playing great. Uh, The defense is not at all the legion of boom anymore. And that's the reason why I can't put them any higher. And number five, I'm going with the Titans. Uh, They're eight and three as well. And I think they're a, I think they're a top five team. You know, like we talked about last year, they could have went to the Super Bowl. That was for a reason. And they've got the coach and they've got the players and they got a quarterback that doesn't make major mistakes. So that's my 10 to five.
1: I like that a lot. I do. I, you know, Miami, I wasn't expecting, but they deserve it. They, they keep winning. You know, that's the deal. I mean, they, I don't remember even the last time I lost the game, they just, except for, you know, against the Broncos, that fluky, weird type of game and everything where they took him out and everybody thought that they were really sitting him. But apparently he did have an injury, obviously, unless they're covering something up that I don't know. But all right. I like that right there. So you went Rams, Miami, Browns, Bills, and Titans. All right. Let me give you my 10 to 5. Um, 10 is the Bucks. I still believe that they can get the job done with all the weapons they have. It's just, they have six more. Well, not really six more. I mean, there's six more weeks left to play or five. They, they got a couple of weeks to get this together and make sure they figure out their offense going in and it'll make, take a lot off the defense with these three and outs. So I think the Bucks will get it together if they want to win games and, you know, put that ego aside. So I got them at 10. I agree with you with the Rams. I know you had them at 10. I got them at nine. Uh, I'm with you on that. We talked about them. They're a well-rounded team. I'm not in love with Jared Goff at all, but he seems to be able to find Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, and those are great guys to have. They lead the league in in yak yards they have to catch. They do a wonderful job over there, and now they have a running game, plus their defense with Jalen Ramsey, a lockdown corner, and Aaron Donald, like you mentioned. At eight, I went with the Colts because I still believe in them. Um, Again, it's hard with Phillip Rivers, there's no doubt, but that defense. I like what Naheem Hines is doing. I don't know what I know that Marlon Mack is out, but they seem to get creative enough under, under Frank Reich. And I believe in him. And I think that he's going to make the plays easy for Phillip Rivers. Like he's been doing, you know, little five, six yard hitches, you know, little dump offs, things like that. So then I went to their rival with seven and that's the Titans. I've thought about putting them a little bit higher, but, um, I wasn't sure. That three-game slide really worried me. It definitely worried me. And I do worry that if they're in a game and they happen to get down early and Derrick Henry doesn't become part of the team, you know, like that happened with the Colts, he he was out, that they can get smashed. So that's one thing I worry about because I don't think Ryan Tannehill is great. I think he's very good, but I wouldn't put it on his back. And they didn't try to put it on his back last year. Number six, I got the Seahawks just like you, man. The defense is bad, like you said, but they are getting better with Jamal Adams. I called him out uh, a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, dude, I know you're hurting everything, but get on the field and get the job done. And he's been getting it done. Quentin Dunbar over there. They're getting um, they're getting him back. Uh, I got Carlos Dunlap now. So they're playing a little bit better on defense. And when you got Russ, like you said, let him cook, man. Let him do his thing. No question. So I like Seattle at six still. And my number five team, I have them uh, a couple of slots higher than you, and that's the Buffalo Bills. Because I think that that defense has to get better. I don't think they're going to get worse because they were much better last year. I think they got to come around and maybe the cold weather will help them. But they've got you know a couple of stars there on offense. And Josh Allen has been doing that quantum leap, like my man Damian has said this year, having a great year. So I like them at five. I think they're a top five team, the Bills. So we still have our top four to go. So we agreed on a few. I left the Browns out only because... I still want to see them play a big boy team and win. That's the only reason why I rock. Yeah,
0: that's a good point. That's a good point
1: for sure. What do you think about the Bucs? Do you think that they're like 12 to 15
0: type of team right now? Yeah, I got them on. I got them at 11. Yeah, I got them at 11 or 12. I I just, uh, it's like one of those teams where they have the weapons, but. To put it together, and to me, you gotta you gotta have the wins, and you can't have um, you can't have games that you that you lose that you should have won, or that that's coming down to the end of a game. You can't you can't pull it out. So, yeah, I had them at at eleven or twelve, kind of outside looking in. Yeah, yeah, it,
1: it was tough for me to put them at ten. I was really unsure. There was a couple of teams in mind, but ultimately, yeah, I went with them. So, let's do our top four over here. This one, um, I you know, we're going to have the same a lot of the same teams, I think. But it's a matter of which order they come in. So, your number four team up to your number one. Let All right. So, number
0: four, I got to go with the Packers. Um, this is Aaron Rodgers, man. Aaron Rodgers, uh, Devontae Adams That defense is better. Um, they have a running back with Aaron Jones. They seem to be gelling uh, that as, as in – Aaron Rodgers and uh, the coach, um, and so I got to go with the Packers at number four. They got to be in top five because of Aaron Rodgers alone. Number three, I don't know if this is even in your top four, but the New Orleans Saints. Now, this is without Drew Brees, and this is a lot of this is because obviously of Sean Payton. That's a huge reason The his offensive mastermind. I, honestly, I thought they were going to put uh, Winston in there because that's what I thought he his role was going to be as the backup, but they they put Taysom Hill in there and he's thrown probably five passes in the past two weeks and they still they still right. have won games. So I think the Saints as a whole a lot of that defense is getting better also, and I think they're at nine and two, I think you got them. You got to put them in the top five. I'm I'm gonna put them at three. Number two, you got to respect. Two, you got yeah, yeah. to respect the, the mastermind of, of uh, Sean Payton. Uh, number two, yep. uh, which is similar to the uh, the rankings that the power rankings that you mentioned, Steelers at two. Steelers are eleven and zero. Um, you got to put them there for that reason. They've continued to win game after game after game, no matter what situation, no matter if they were down, no matter if uh, Big Ben was out for a minute. You had a, a Cowboys team that's kind of punched you in the mouth and you came back and you did what you're supposed to do. Um, and my number one, it's no surprise, is the Chiefs. Even though they lost one game, uh, they're just clearly the clear-cut better team uh, out of the, in the NFL, period.
1: Uh, let me tell you something, bro. When they say great minds think alike, that's what's happening right now I had the exact same top four and the exact same order wow. I didn't think it was going to work out that way the exact same orders. so I only I can echo what you said because you said everything perfectly you know with the pack you got Aaron Rodgers he's been playing like he's 26 years old you know he's just out of his mind again doing what he's doing and as long as Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones are on the field they're going to put up a ton of points and make it easier on the defense so I'm with you all with that all the way over there and with the Saints, no, man, I'm with you. When Look, when Drew Brees is out, and you can bring in Taysom Hill, who's thrown 20 passes in his NFL career, okay? Wow. And they go out and win two – yeah, 20 passes in his whole freaking career. Now, I know that last week may have been a gift against Denver, but they killed him. They crushed him. And then the week before that, of forgetting who they played off the top of my head. Why am I forgetting who they played? It, was, it wasn't the Buck game. It was the game after, right? Yeah. Know, whatever it was. Yeah, it was Taysom Hill did his thing again. Maybe it was the Falcons. I'm not even sure. He he went he went nuts doing his thing. You know, running the ball, and you got Alvin Kamara over there, which is just still one of the best backs in the game. I know he doesn't get a ton of handoffs, but what he can do with the ball in his hand is ridiculous. And the Saints' defense has become one of the best in the NFL now. At this point, they can really rush the passer. So I am so with you on the Saints, man. I totally. And that's what great football minds think alike. You know, when it, you got to. You have to credit coaches at certain times. You, just, you really have to. With what Sean Payton can do, changing the entire offense. When everybody thought Jameis Winston was going to be the guy who came in. And all of a sudden, it's Taysom Hill. And we see why. And they did what they did. Yeah. So there you go. I'm with you on that, man. And again, like you said, with the Steelers, I love them. And I'm dying to put them at number one because they are undefeated. But you know what? The eye test to me is everything. And when it comes down to it, I love what Ben's doing this year. They certainly have a wonderful defense and they got players to throw to. But the best quarterback in the league is Patrick Hunt, and that's the most important position. And he's got Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey. And he's got Clyde Edwards Hilaire and now Le'Veon Bell. And that defense is better than what people think, especially when Chris Jones is in there. When he's healthy, he anchors that defensive line and they can really play. I love Tyron Matthew all over the place, the Honey Badger. So I'm with you 100%. Like they, yeah, they lost to a division arrival in the Raiders. And it was another close game that they had against them a couple of weeks ago. But the bottom line is they scored a ton of – you, you have to score a ton of points. like. But that's the bottom line question right there. Does the defense still beat offense now in today's game? So if Pittsburgh were to play Kansas City right now, I, I'm, Kansas City would win. But how much – how many points they really be able to put up against this
0: defense if they're playing at their best yeah that's a really good question um that would be probably the best game of of the season right there um i would say it would be like in the 20s i don't, I don't even think it would get beyond that because this is just this would just be a a back and forth battle um run running game and defense and obviously mahomes is going to do his thing I think it would be a tough outing for him, for Mahomes, though.
1: Definitely. I totally agree. I mean, the Steelers, you know, if they're not the best defense in the league, then whatever, top three, whatever you want to call them. Yeah, I think that this would be the toughest defense he runs into and a great coach who knows how to, you know, get get after the quarterback or, you know, evolve or whatever. He'll double-team Tyreek Hill and take him out of the game, so... I think it would be a tough matchup, but again, Patrick Mahomes is just un-freaking-believable, and he can come in at any time, and I saw it last year in the Super Bowl, and threw up all over the place when he just came in, it was 20, ten. he's like, I got this, no problem, you know, he just, like, woke up out of bed. So, that easy, <laughs> you know, really, just just amazing. So, yeah, we agree, man. We, we totally agree. Our top five, a little bit different. We had a, you know, a few, most of the same teams in there, except for the Browns and Miami, but I would top four we're right on point over there man I totally agree with you and those are the top four best teams in the league you know followed by basically Seahawks, Bills and a few other teams so I like that list right there I like that put it out on uh, Twitter later and we'll see what people think cool top 10 quarterbacks man so this one's interesting we did a top 10 quarterback of like the people that we have seen you know going back to like really 1980 because you know Some of the other ones are a little better on the young sides. And I haven't seen like the Roger Stolbecks and everything. Not that that was my era. I'm not that old. (laughs) But um, (laughs) uh, just going with the guys that we have now, I'll take it first on this one. I'll give you my first top five over here. And it's really based on what I've seen this season. I'm not looking at everything overall. It's really based on what's going on right now. So at 10, I struggled with back and forth. There were a few guys, but I went with Derek Carr because he's been oh. Overall, ultimately having a pretty damn good season. He was even thrown in the MVP conversation for a second. Now he's not nearly that good. But he's made the Raiders a lot better than a lot of people think. So he's helped out a lot over there. So I got him at 10. Right now I got Lamar Jackson at 9. He's not playing well at all. And he's not even playing right now at the moment. So he's got to get back on the field. He's got to start running again in order to make that defense think and not know what's coming because we heard it out of his own mouth. They know what we're doing. The defense knows exactly what they're doing, and that's hurting his game. So um, it's not all on him because he's phenomenal, but right now he's at 9. At 8, even though he's out at the moment, it's still Drew Brees. He's just as accurate as ever, 74%, 75%. No, he doesn't throw the ball down the field long, but you know what? That's okay. They're winning games. So take a book out of their page, Bucks. Understand you don't have to throw it down the field 50 freaking times a game in order to win it has got to be a fit. So that's why Sean Payton's a better head coach than Bruce Arians right there. Number six, I went with Kyler Murray and he could have gone a little bit higher, but um, you know, the height thing sometimes can be in the way, but I think this guy is going to be a top three or four quarterback in the next year or two. He's just going to keep get better and better and better. I think that he is, his ceiling is so high. It really is. He may not be able to touch the ceiling because he's so short, but his ceiling is very high. And number five, is Josh Allen, which is why I asked you that question before. I have them neck and neck, Josh Allen and Kyler Murray, but I have Allen slightly over, mostly because the you know he can absorb a hit better and he can also run. He's nowhere near the speed and quickness of Kyler Murray, but um, that's the thing. That's why maybe Murray has the advantage over him. So I'm looking forward to your uh, 10 through five right now, and then we'll do our top fours. So I can't wait to hear what you got, bro.
0: Definitely, definitely, and, and mine is is definitely a little bit different than yours, um, but I would have to say my number ten. Uh, I'm gonna go with Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater um, coming in with in with Carolina. Um, I was really curious to see how it was gonna work out, but he's had some success. Now they're not they're not a great team, but uh, he's he's had some success. Um I would have to go with Teddy Bridgewater. I'm a big stats guy, so I look. Kind of analytically at it, but I, I think he, he's, he's got the ability to still run, he's got the abilities to to pass. Um, and he's got some good weapons there too that he's been feeding DJ Moore and uh, you know, Robbie Anderson. So, yeah, you know, yeah let, let
1: uh, me interject for a minute because I because I like that a lot. That was the guy I was debating between Derek Carr, it was Teddy Bridgewater and Derek Carr. Yeah. I, I wasn't sure, I kind of gave it to Carr maybe because of the arm strength. But I love that you put Teddy Bridgewater in there because the, the record doesn't show how well he's playing. It's just that they have a bad defense. They, you know, they were able to run the ball, but you know they they couldn't put it all together. They were getting scored on too much. So I just wanted to say I love that pick.
0: Definitely, definitely. Uh, number nine, uh, I'm gonna go with Kyler Murray. Um, to me, I, I want to put him. I want to put him higher, but there's some other guys that I have there that are more seasoned um, uh, in that spot. But I, I love Kyler Murray. I think he's going to c- continue to go up this list. And he, he could be, you know, one, two, you know, depending on when, when these other guys start to retire and fall off. Uh, he yeah. definitely be up there eventually. Um, my number eight, I don't really, I'm not a biggest fan of him, but he puts up monster numbers. And to me, to put up the numbers, you got to be, you got to be able to be accurate, and you got to be able to have some skill. So I'm gonna go with Matt Ryan uh, at number eight. Um, Ooh, okay. Yeah, and I think the uh, the Falcons have not been good this year. They've been rocky. Raheem Morris, you know, coming in as a coach has giving them a little bit of uh, a little bit of firepower. Um, yeah. Uh, number seven, I'm gonna go with uh, with Big Ben. He has been healthy. Uh, knock on wood. I think what he missed, what a, a couple of. Drives against the Cowboys, and when he's healthy, you see what you see the the like the emergence of Claypool really coming out of nowhere. Uh, I didn't know who he was. Uh, Deontay Johnson, <laughs> the the weapons that they have, uh, we've just seen them flourish. Uh, so I got to go with Big Ben, and he's been healthy. Um, number six, as much as we've talked about him today, um, I still got to put Tom Brady in the top ten. And I'm going to put him a higher. I think he's he's uh, he's older now. He does make more mistakes, but I think he's still up there, um, stats wise. And and there there he's proving that he still has it. And then my um, number five, kind of similar to where yours was, Josh Allen. Uh, excuse me, Josh Allen has just took it to another level this year. He, he's, he's he's showing why he was picked that high. And they've given him uh, Stefan Diggs, which he's been utilizing. Also, uh, Beasley, which has been massive in the slot. One of those the slot guys that's able to do some of everything. So, I got to go with Josh Allen at, uh, at number five. I like it. I like it. I have Allen at number five. And shame on me. Uh, I'm just old, and I
1: went right over it. I, have, I, I skipped number seven. Big Ben is my number seven. So, that's really ironic. I do have the same as you right there. I just wow. don't know – I skipped right over it. So I had Carr, Jackson, Drew Brees, and then Big Ben at seven, Kyler Murray at six, and Josh Allen at five. So, yeah, we got a few different quarterbacks in there. That's interesting. I was surprised that you put Kyler Murray down that low, but I I, I also get it because, you know what, Matt Ryan is more accomplished, and he still is a good quarterback. You know, maybe it's just worn out in Atlanta. You know, so I totally get that. Uh, The Tom Brady one, I I understand it too because they're not – Again, they're not running his offense. If they were doing what he wants them to do and what they should be doing, then he would be looked at a lot better and a lot higher. So that's a good one. And I, I, you know, I left him off my list and maybe I shouldn't have, you know, not to give away my top four, but um, I think you make a really valid point right there. So maybe I want to sneak out Derek Carr and put Tom Brady back in, you know, the grandmaster or
0: something like that. And to to think about it, you know, with Lamar Jackson, I thought about, uh, putting Lamar Jackson in this top 10 but I, I mean I, I guess I have him on the outside looking in at probably like 11 now if this was last year it'd be different but uh, you kind of have me thinking with Lamar uh, if I should have put him in there yeah yeah, that's you know it. it it's a
1: tough one you know I, I, I was unsure if I even want I put him at 9 I was even unsure if I wanted to put him in there at 9 at all but I know that he's got the ability it's just that teams have more tape now and it's an unusual year so You know, I don't think that he forgot how to play football, obviously. I think that they're taking Mark Andrews away from him more, which really hurts because that's his safety blank. You know, so teams are figuring certain stuff out. So he's going to have to evolve his game. There's no doubt about it. He will. All right. I'm excited to do this number four over here. Number four, three, two, and one. Here we go. At number four, I got – who do I got at number four? Where the heck am I? Oh, I'm sorry. Here we go. Number four, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson number four and maybe he could be higher because he doesn't play in a great team he doesn't play in a great organization but I freaking love this kid's game I love Deshaun Watson he can do everything any of these other guys can pretty much for the most part and a lot of people don't recognize it because maybe it's out in Houston and nobody cares about the Texans I don't know what it is but you watch him play he's phenomenal now the one two three this is where it was like uh, where do I go well Ultimately, number three, the way that he's playing now, I had to go with Russell Wilson. Now, I know that a lot of this isn't his fault, obviously. He's been waiting on the defense to get better, but now he's got his defense better, so his stats should be going up. So, I look, I picked him to be the MVP in the beginning of the year, so I'm a Russell Wilson believer, and I love him as a player and even off the field. And that's sacrilegious to say for a 49er fan, but... uh, (laughs) He's just phenomenal. He really is phenomenal. So he can even be higher. But ultimately, I went with number two, Aaron Rodgers, because he's just so accurate this season. And when Devontae Adams wasn't there, he was making players known like Robert Tanyan and other guys we never heard of in our entire life. And they were still winning and getting the job done. And yeah, Aaron Jones helps out a lot. So does Jamal Williams. There's no question about it. But Rogers throwing touchdown passes to people who don't even know, and he's been doing that his whole career. So, Rogers, still at age 37, I think he just had his birthday recently. So, happy birthday to you. You're number two, and you're right behind Patrick Mahomes, man. I mean, I just what else can you say? We've been talking about it throughout the show. He can do absolutely everything, whether it's an underhand pass, a left arm pass, eyes closed, you know, looking the <laughs> other way. I mean, everything, everything. Yeah. everything. And again, he gets it done on time, when they need him. I haven't seen him make a mistake that has, I mean, he has, you know, a little bit here and there uh, in some weird games, one against the Chargers, but I really haven't seen him, like, throw an interception that has blown the game. Aaron Rodgers doesn't do that either, but Mahomes' athletic ability now trumps that because Rodgers doesn't have it anymore. So Deshaun Watson, four, Russell Wilson, three, Aaron Rodgers, two, and Patrick Mahomes at number one for me, Ben.
0: All right, well, great minds do think alike. I got the there same, go. same exact list. Deshaun Watson. Really? Yep. Deshaun Watson. Wow. I could, I could not put him any higher or lower. Uh, Russell Wilson at number three. Aaron Rodgers at number two, and then Mahomes at number one. The one and two, uh, I figured we're gonna be the same. Uh, but yeah, uh, I got that's that's my top four.
1: You see, great. We 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 recognize the
0: greatness out there. Yeah. The top five,
1: top six or whatever it is, can get a little funky. But when it comes down to the real ones, the real deal, yeah, Deshaun Watson, real deal, Russell Wilson, real real deal. Rogers, Mahomes, absolutely. And we'll see if Josh Allen and uh you know, Kyla Murray, you know, are gonna send to that a little bit higher and if, you know, Teddy Bridgewater even moves up the up the list. And you know Matt Ryan and Big Ben are more toward the end of their career, but Look, the way that they're playing. Look, Matt Ryan put 43 points up the other day against the Raiders. Who the hell thought that was going to freaking happen? Yeah. So, there you go. He, the, the guy can still play. He can still play. And I know Julio Jones has been banged up. And, you know, Hayden Hurst hasn't turned out to be the guy that they wanted. So, you know, a little screwed up over there. But, all right, that's interesting. Yeah, it's top four exactly the same on offense and defense. How about that? That's great. That is absolutely great. So, yep, great minds think alike right there. And we're all over that stuff. Let's get into some fantasy, man. Hi, I know this is your friend. Yeah, right boy, let's do some freaky fantasy football right now. Um, you, know, you guys know that we do our draft on third and three podcasts. We had it last night. Everything will be out. But I'm looking at some players this week and the matchups, obviously, and who they're going against. So I just want to ask you out of you know these few quarterbacks, if you would start them and for what? So Deshaun Watson is going up against Indy this week, I believe. And I just got to check on that real quick. But it's Indy. Do you trust him and that offense against Indianapolis? Would you play
0: him? Um, I think you have to play him regardless. I know Indy is, is a tough defense. But just the fact that Deshaun that Watson is able to to scramble, to me, running quarterbacks are, are, uh, are something that you have to use. Almost in any against any defense, uh in my opinion. So I, I would say yes. I think you yeah. still do start him. Um And I think he's still going to give you, you know, the numbers regardless. Yeah,
1: I'm I'm with you on that one. I totally am. What about a guy like Cam this week against the Chargers who don't have a great defense at all? And I think he's playing Cam, right? He, he's he's good to go. And yeah, I give, yeah. yeah, I believe. Yeah, I think yeah. he's good to go um against the Chargers um yeah. yeah i don't know it's in LA i wonder if you know if he can help out if somebody's desperate for a quarterback i wonder if he could be that guy for anyone what what do you think
0: yeah i'm i'm not trusting cam at all and i hate to say that uh i think he he's uh he's winning games or he's helping his team win games but fantasy wise he he's he's not uh he's not lived up to the hype uh at all this year uh, I think just because of the change and because of you know uh, him not being—I I don't know if you know if he's the same player—and I think they depend on him a lot to run, which to me is uh, doesn't make a lot of sense. But so yeah, I, I, I don't think you can trust Cam fantasy-wise at all.
1: Yeah, I know it, it's tough. They're not a fantasy team, and like you know, we always say we never know which running back is going to be getting the ball, and you never know what they're going to do on offense. So. Yeah, I'm with you. It's not one that I would jump on. If I was completely desperate, then maybe. You never know because of those, you know, the rushing ability and his ability to, you know, score from the, uh, you know, one or two-yard line or whatever it is. So, yeah, maybe out of desperation. One more for you for quarterbacks. What about Jared Goff against Arizona? Do you think big points for him this week?
0: Uh, Yeah, yeah, I I would say that because uh, Arizona, uh, besides Patrick Peterson – uh, I don't really see them as a, um, you know, as a defensive stopper. You know, you remember they went into a shootout with with Seattle, which it was rust, but still, uh, they they and they and they did get a couple of interceptions that game. But I think Derek Koff will have a decent game and give you some 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 good numbers to to uh, to kind of put you in a in a winning position. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Let me ask you about wide
1: receiver a little bit. Let me go to your team. Would you feel comfortable starting Lamb and or Cooper?
0: Uh, no. Uh, and I know they had a good game. Both, I think, both of them had a touchdown last week. Um, but no, I'm not trusting any anybody on the Cowboys. And I hate to say, it, but <laughs> <laughs> you just don't know week week in week out. You I mean they got a? Yeah, I made that mistake starting Gallup one week, and he had like point seven points. I did the same oh, thing yeah. with Amari one week. And did the same thing with CD. And once, once Dak was gone, uh, it was just the cohesiveness is not there. And so the only way I would trust them is if they put together another week like they did last week. But no, uh, no Cowboys. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm with you. I'm with you there.
1: All right. Yeah. Maybe one of them gets something done, but which one? You never know. You never know. know. You never know who. You really don't. You really don't. There's no exact chemistry going on over there. So, uh, yeah, I can roll with that one. That one makes a lot of sense. How about the Cleveland Browns? Now, you know, no OBJ anymore. They're 8-3. and three. Tennessee's 8-3. So we're really looking forward to this game, obviously, if Cleveland can take them. Now, again, they've been kind of hiding Baker Mayfield, for lack of a better term. And um, I called out I, – well, I didn't really call him out. I called out the team a couple of weeks ago. I called Jarvis Landry Jarvis Laundry because his jersey is out there, but they're not using him. Then they finally used him last week, and he had a great game. So would you trust him going forward to be a flex guy even, or is he more of a spot starter for you? And would you start him against Tennessee?
0: Um, I would start him, and I would yes, I would say a flex. I don't think he's a wide receiver one or two. Uh, right mm-hmm. now, just because you, you just don't know what it's going to look like. And that running game has really been it. Chubb and uh, Kareem Hunt have been have been the offense. And, and then it kind of falls back on Baker, you know, when needed over these past few weeks. So I think it's, uh I, I'm, I'm going to say a spot start and a flex because I, I, I can't fully lean on him to be a wide receiver one or, or two. Yeah,
1: I agree. I have him on two of my fantasy teams and I'm always like, is today going to be the day he's going to have a big day? You know, I never know. Last week I got lucky. I put him in. And I'm like, I just think that he's going to, he's going to do something. It feels like every time I call somebody out, they're listening. I feel like they're listening to <laughs> <laughs> the they're, show.
0: They're, they're taking notes. <laughs>
1: that they are yeah we, we keep calling out that four letter network because every time we do a segment it's like they're doing it the next day it's like are you guys freaking kidding me you really stealing all our stuff over here i mean they're stealing <laughs> everything from, from me they're stealing everything from you i see it man i'm telling you right now calling them yeah. out so they they should be paying us i'm telling you
0: <laughs> yeah they should they should send us the <laughs> checks
1: yeah. that's your ass man you ain't kidding <laughs> let me go for <laughs> another one over here how about This is an interesting one now. You know, they got nothing to play for, but they're still playing and they're trying. The Jacksonville Jaguars are going to Minnesota, pulled one right out of their ass in the fourth quarter, 24-13 against Teddy Bridgewater and those Carolina Panthers. So big ups to them defensively and offensively in that fourth quarter. Trusted on either side of the ball. Uh, So James Robinson, who is an undrafted, Uh, player rookie this year i mean even maybe even in the running for rookie of the
0: year would
1: you play him against minnesota's choppy defense
0: i would i would he's been i had him at at one point in time and then i end up uh end up cutting him but he he's probably the lone guy there that you could start um you know maybe um possibly but that that's a reach so I think James Robinson, yeah. yeah, definitely. I think you could start him.
1: Yeah, he's been doing some amazing things. I think he's almost got around 900 yards, so he's yeah. definitely going to get past the thousand. Yes, and for and for that team, it's incredible. <laughs> yeah, he,
0: he's he's top, these uh, top five, I believe, in in rushing yards, and that's you know that's unheard yeah. of, you know, especially with everything going on that the fire cell that they were having. And exactly right.
1: Exactly right. No kidding. Let me give you one more running back because this one could be interesting, and I'm wondering how much he's going to play. I haven't checked the recent news, but now Austin Eckler is coming back into the fold, and they really haven't had any sort of consistent running game with Kelly or any of those guys. Um, so, with him coming back, do you think he's going to get a lot of plays? And would you feel comfortable starting him this week against the Patriots?
0: Uh, I would definitely, I would definitely start him. I think when you yeah. when you talk about running backs. In the style of, that he plays, which is catching out of the backfield and running, uh, you're gonna you're gonna win on, on one of those. And, and he's he's a he's a volume guy too, you know, if you will. So he's gonna get touches all all day long if he's if he's fully healthy. So yeah, I would say from here on out, yeah, that that you could definitely start him.
1: Yep, I think it makes perfect sense. Like I said, especially what we've seen out of
0: the backfield lately,
1: Justin Herbert could really use this guy. There's no doubt about it because they just cannot pull out a win, and they get to rook, uh, you know, rookies of the year. But um, something about that, where I just want to make a point about it. But he he is playing great. There's no doubt, but they just can't pull out wins, man. It's it's crazy. Going yeah, on. it's it's it sad. Really it's, yeah, it is sad. And so are the Bears. The Bears are really sad, but. They got maybe a couple of bright spots over there in Allen Robinson if they can get him the ball, and Jimmy Graham if he can get the ball. With the lack of tight ends in the league, you know, health-wise especially, would you like Jimmy Graham on your team as a tight end going forward?
0: Uh, it's, uh, it's too iffy. Uh, I tried it one week, and it, and it, pay, and it uh, paid off, but I just don't know. Uh, the Bears are, are too inconsistent. And I know tight end, the tight end spot is difficult because really it's Kelsey and Kittle and pretty much everybody else. Right. Um, so I think, you know, if you had to, especially like in the DraftKings or, you know, you need a spot start, I would say do it. But I would not commit to him like from here on out, though.
1: Yeah, it's especially with we don't know what the hell's going on at the quarterback position. And Mitch Trubisky come in, did not do any better than we thought that he would do. It was just awful <laughs> to exactly. watch. It really was. You know, it's funny that when they were five and one, the Bears, I'm like, oh my god, Matt Nagy's like the coach of the year. This is the worst team I've ever <laughs> seen. Five and one, and now they've lost every game since. It's just I'm, unbelievable. Yeah. I put the heck it's, right it's on. It's been
0: tough. Yeah, it's it's been tough, no doubt.
1: Man, you're not kidding. Oh man, so yeah, they they what they get a quarterback over there, they're going to be in really good shape because they still got that good defense, really good defense. And they can make things happen. You know, I don't like David Montgomery so much, so I think they need to draft a running back in, in this upcoming draft. There's going to be a few coming out. Um, maybe Etienne. I I don't know who it is, but they need a playmaker at running back also because Montgomery's just like three yards in a cloud of dust, or maybe two and a half yards in a cloud of dust. So, yeah, they they need help right back. And you know what? Those are two big positions. But if they could fill them in, then the Bears might be a team to be reckoned with. All right, speaking of reckoning with players, with rookies, there's a few rookies of the year out there offensively and defensively we can talk about, and I thought it would have been hands down Joe Burrow until he got hurt, Ben. I yep. mean, did you feel the same way that it was go- It was going to be Burrow all the way and then he got hurt, and then now it's like you can't put him in there?
0: Yeah, that, that's what I was thinking because he, he was starting day one. Um, and he was having a, he was having a good year, but yeah, when he went down, yeah, I, I immediately started thinking elsewhere at that point.
1: And so what were you
0: thinking? So I'm thinking of two guys, uh, in two or three, um, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, who basically started day one. Um, he's, he's, uh, I, I think he, he could be the next coming of a Brian Westbrook type or just, uh catching out of the backfield, guy. running game. And uh and he's he's been the he's been the main guy even with, with Le'Veon Bell there. Le'Veon Bell is a is a second. Uh you know, and so I got I was thinking Clyde Edwards Solaire. And then Justin Jefferson, this kid's got nine hundred, I looked it up earlier today, I believe nine hundred receiving yards. And he is even with Thielen there, he's got more yards than Thielen. And yep. uh he's just one of those uh, freak nature wide receivers that are able to get open and and, um, and is uh, not afraid to to uh, go across the middle or anything. So I, I I really like him. And then I think you got to put Herbert in the conversation. I mean, he came in um, on a on a on a whim because of what happened to Tyrod Taylor that that freak accident, and he's played really well. They just have not been able to equal out, equal it into wins, but he's, right. he's top, he's top 10, you know, 15 in passing yards, and to be a rookie, to be able to do that in this league, uh, you gotta have him in, in the conversation.
1: Yeah, I understand that. You know what, the same argument could be made, because it's not like the Bengals were winning a bunch of games, but Joe Burrow was everybody's number one pick obviously to win uh, rookie of the year, so you know what, you can say the same for Justin Herbert, so that that you know, a decent argument, and look, when you're a top quarterback, you know, like, uh, like these guys are drafted, including two and everything. Usually you're not going to a good team. But if you can make them better, like right away, and we've seen that they're going to make these teams better. So I'm with you. Justin Herbert's in there. It, it hurts that they haven't been able to win games. Obviously, it's not all on him. I thought about James Robinson also. You know, nobody's yeah. talking about it, but he's right up there. But at the end, dude, you freaking nailed it. Justin Jefferson is my guy for offensive rookie of the year for me it's hands down at this point um I know they love to give it to quarterbacks but you look at what he does and people say oh well you know Dalvin Cook's there Dalvin Cook's not there all the time he's hurt half the time so is Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson like you said almost at a thousand yards already he's gonna have 1400 at least by the end of the season that this is a rookie we're talking about and guys don't do this like you know unless you're Randy Moss coming into the league and putting up these kind of yards touchdowns and everything so I'm all with it. The only thing that's going to hurt him is where he was drafted. And I think that a lot of that goes into it when you think about, well, you know, the top guys, you know, we're looking at them more. They don't think about, you know, the wide receivers and running backs as much because I had Clyde Hilaire in the beginning. Also, I picked him to be the rookie of the year. But now I think Justin Jefferson really has overtaken them. And I really hope that they don't take away where he was drafted. I think a number 18 or something like that and hold that against him. Because they always look top five. But I'm with you, man. I think that he's been just great. And, you know, they're on a mediocre team right now. Things have not gone well for them. But better than that for other teams. And his individual performances have been phenomenal. So, I love your call right there. I'm with it as well. And, uh, yeah, you named other guys that can certainly be in there. uh, Like Justin Herbert and also Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. But I think if they're looking closer right now, it's Justin Jefferson. So, We got that on offense. Now we got to look at defense. And when I was looking it up, not a whole lot of guys really stood out to me. You know, one was Chase Young. Sure. Chase Young definitely is doing his thing. Um, You don't have to just look at sacks. You know, guys guys like me and you, we know that it's not just about sacks. It's more about, you know, um, rushing the quarterback and getting pressure on him and having him, you know, throw a bad play and make an interception, whatever it is. But he's got, I think, five and a half sacks. Um, few losses of tackles in the backfield. I didn't pick him. I picked Patrick Queen at the beginning of the year, the linebacker for the Ravens. And I was looking at um, uh, some sort of standings where they had of you know, who's going to win. It was Chase Young and then Patrick Queen was right under him. So Queen may get lost in that defense and may get lost in where he was drafted at 24, but he's also having a great year. He's averaging about nine, maybe 10 tackles a game tackles for loss. He's getting better every game. He's progressing. So I like him a lot, but it is tough to put him over Chase Young. And I don't know if you have any other guys that you were thinking of, but they, they were my top two.
0: Yeah, uh, you're right. I and mean, we, we're both thinking alike. Uh, Patrick Queen was, yeah, um, was my number one. I think he's got seven, not not seven, maybe five, five four or five sacks. Uh, and he's got the tackle. So, I mean, he's he's been playing really well. Uh, chase young i agree with you there he's been able to get the pressure and then another guy um antonio winfield uh he he's been doing a little bit oh yes but but you're right on the defensive side there's not really a clear-cut standout and i kind of agree with you i think they're just going to pick the the biggest name which would be chase young Uh, i don't don't, know right i I, I think that's what's going to end up happening
1: that's what they might do. But that was that was another good call by you right there. You know, again, not a lot of people are looking after these defensive players, but some of them are making noise. Even this guy Chin with a couple of touchdowns last week for uh, right. Carolina. Right, well. true. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, I think ultimately, you know, it comes down to Chase Young and Patrick Queen and, you know, the other three guys that we mentioned on offense, uh, maybe even Robinson, but Herbert and Jefferson, it looks like that might be that might be a two-head race right now. Two is not going to get enough playing time, obviously. So we can't count him in there. But look, we got some pretty damn good rookies that came in this draft. I can't wait to see what happens with next draft. And hopefully we have a full offseason so things are better and normal. And hopefully COVID is more under control at that point. But they're doing everything this year to get in every game. And I, I just got to say how just unfair it was what they did to the Broncos making them play. But they would happily push back a Ravens Pittsburgh game because that's prime time a whole exactly. freaking week a whole week that I mean are you kidding me like that's really a joke right there in my opinion like what the NFL is doing right it's Roger Goodell I mean put it on him
0: yeah yeah and it's it's like they wanted to make this example out of the Broncos which they're already bad like they're not going to do anything this year and you just decide to make an example out of them as if they have, they're the worst possible team. There's been so many teams that have had COVID cases. Uh, they, it's like they decided to pick on them. But yeah, you're right. They want the prime time game. Uh, NFL wants that 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 important major matchup games, you know, on prime time, and they'll do whatever you know it takes to make sure they get that. Yep.
1: They will. They, they'll stop at nothing. And they'll, they're going to make sure one way or another, this is a 17-week season, not going to another 18th week and not putting in another team and all that sort of stuff. So they're going to try their damnedest to do it. And it's been tough. Yeah, a lot. Look, the Ravens have the team. At some, to- some point, you got to punish them. And they, they punished the Saints in the locker room who were smash-mouthing all game. And, yeah, they had their masks off in the locker room. And they were dancing. They got fined $500,000 for that. And yet, you know, Ravens just go ahead. You know, it's like no big deal. You know, everything will be all right. So, yeah, a lot of bias in the NFL right there. But other than that, bro, I had so much fun, man. These are topics that we don't always get into in third and three podcasts for sure. Doing these top ten teams, top ten quarterbacks. That was a lot of fun going through the games. Love the fantasy. You really know your stuff with fantasy, man. You are absolutely the man. And, you know, what? while we're at it, tell everybody about the show you know what what times it's usually on and i'm on there i i I hope to be on maybe this saturday man uh because your show is just great the interaction from all the fans i mean you really have fans bro people are writing in questions about fantasy and asking you your opinion as if you're you know like matthew berry or something like that so all props to you bro man you're doing a great job tell tell them about it man
0: yeah, them. no problem. No problem. And I appreciate it. Yeah. So uh, I started this. It was like week, I think it was week 10 or nine. And um, I really did it kind of on a whim. I was like, hey, I like fantasy. So let's go ahead and do it. I and mean, it was like question after question after question. I'm like, man, I was planning <laughs> this, this, to cut this thing off. But it was I mean, it went almost three hours. Um, so yep. the, the shows every Saturday uh, bearing anything going on. But Saturdays at nine. Central, 10 Eastern. Uh, It is streamed live on the BS3 radio, which is BS, the number three radio on YouTube, also on Twitter and on Facebook. And we take uh, interactive questions. Um, I also do a show on Mondays. It's like a, uh, we call it Reaction Monday. So we talk about things from the weekend, the NFL games, um, anything that happens sports wise. And we kind of do some other types of shows on music on life. So that that's a, a creative show we do. And it's also streamed live. That shows at uh, 6 Eastern, uh, well, sorry, 6.30 Eastern, 5.30 Central. And uh, really, really excited about that show. And uh, yeah, that's that's what I do. And we have other shows on BS3 Radio, a variety of, of different shows. And you can go to bs3radio.com yeah man you
1: you've done a great job of bs3 radio i I would have thought this thing was around for 20 years with the way that you run it. It's you know I'm not just telling you because you're on the show you know how I feel. Yeah. you run it so professionally. everybody who's in in there who you know uh, joining on your podcast you give everybody time you just you're just the perfect host man so that's another reason why I love coming on your show. It's not just the topics it's who's running it and that's really important. you have to be able to know how to distribute time evenly and allow people to talk and you're the one who's in control of that and you do a great job and i just love coming on the show and also you know again with the cameras and everything we could see each other's reactions which is priceless at times (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) it really is it really is it's a wonderful show and you're a wonderful host and a wonderful friend man really i'm so thankful that you came on tonight i had a lot of fun a lot of fun bro i hope you did
0: yeah, I did. I did. It was a blast, you know. Really hearing our our top tens talking about rookie of the year, you know, talking about uh, the games. I mean, it was it was really fun. I truly enjoyed it, and then thank you for uh, for the compliments. I mean, it it uh, I definitely appreciate it, and I love what you're doing as well, um, and, and especially what you guys do on Third uh, and Three. And I uh, would love to come on again and come on Third and Three one day if you guys have a guest on that show too. Oh, are you kidding me? man? you're the first
1: person that we called. What are you out of your mind? We're, actually, I haven't, thought about, I haven't thought about giving you a call to see if you wanted to fill in for Damien this week because he was out. I really feel. And then uh, me and Nicky was like, oh my God, it's too late. Don't ask him now. You know how to come in. <laughs> so we did the show on you. But yeah, yeah you were on my mind. I'm like, let, let, let's get Ben in here and, and do this thing. And then we look at the clock. We're like, oh shoot, we're out of time. You know? So we just, we just did the two of us. But yeah, man, we got definitely got to get you on that show because you. You're just so well-rounded with everything. You know it all, and especially your fantasy stuff is off the charts, bro. So, again, wa- watch the show. Listen to a show. It's fantastic. It's a great job. Even when I'm not on it, I'm watching it. And you know that because I pop in questions myself, man. You know I do. Yeah, so I love definitely. It. I love it. Yeah, so Check I, him out. Make sure he knows again. What's, let him know the Twitter handle again so they know where to find you. Yep.
0: Yeah, so it's uh, BS, the number three radio. That's uh, all avenues of social media. Uh, on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, also on uh, YouTube. That's it. BS3 Radio. It's
1: really rocking and rolling. My man works hard, and he works great. And it's an awesome job. So thank you again, Ben. I really appreciate this so much. I had an awesome time. And yeah, can't wait for everybody to hear this thing. And uh, hopefully they'll take our advice.
0: Yeah, I hope so. I (laughs) hope so.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. Well, again, can't thank you You know that we'll speak soon, my friend.
0: Definitely, definitely. You have a good one.
1: All right. Thank you, my man. All right. So for the Power 32 podcast, we are out for now. Of course, we got third and three podcasts on the way. Wednesday, we'll be talking about all the games from week 13. So hang in there. Enjoy your weekend. Be safe. Wear a mask. Be smart. God bless. Love you all. Appreciate you listening. We'll talk to you another time.